couple words in imagination this beautiful morning. Imagination is one of the best things in your life. So imagination is definitely a word that obviously uses the word image. But I think a lot of times when we think about it, at least when I've thought about it in the past, imagination means kind of like an image that's not real. So I could draw a pink elephant or a, you know, a giraffe who's got a man's legs. <clears throat> these are all, you know, these are all great examples of what's going on right now with the conception of imagination. But imagination is quite probably the opposite of that. If we were to consider what's going on with imagination, it's making up the majority of what we call, what we call reality and real images and real things. How is that? Because I'd like to propose that the word imagination is, is like redundantly synonymous with the word composition. Because you can imagine something, but having imagined it means that you composed it with images in your mind. Nothing comes out of nowhere. Nothing just pops into your mind. So you must have composed it with images from your mind. People's imagination reflects more of like their reality and where they're from than it does some, you know, nebulous uh, world of things that don't exist. People talk about the world of imagination as some kind of make-believe. The world of imagination is right outside your door. It's right in front of your face. This is the world that we somehow imagined. People imagine this kind of floor. They imagine this kind of building. Here we are now. Imagination is probably 99% reality and 1% otherwise. But whether the percentages are right or not, it, the point seems almost self-evident. As you move through the day, everything from going to the fridge to get something to drink, as you get there, you might figure out with your imagination what's in there by imaging what's in there, by remembering, right? Now remembering, you might, not, you might not be doing what I'm doing, but it seems that when I've read the accounts of other people's perception of reality, that thinking many times goes along with an image or a, or a certain depiction of the action in the mind. Indeed, one can't get hungry by looking at food without somehow imagining that they're eating it or imagining what it would taste like or imagining what the texture would be like. It makes me hungry thinking about it. But it's, it's really showing us that imagination is much more real than we think. Imagination, as defined as some kind of fictional, fictional mental workings or whatever they're trying to define it as, our, our, modern, our modern mind has taken imagination to be something uh, less real than the things that are in reality out here around us. But I think what I'm arguing right here is if you really consider how large the part of imagination is in our life, well, there's probably a lot more reality to it than fiction. And I think any kind of comparisons of, of imagination to fiction 
our, our misunderstanding of what imagination really is and how, how fundamentally woven into reality it is. How you, you, everything from walking down the hall to pouring something, there's an image. Like when you're pouring something into a small hole, your mind says, at least my mind says, you know, we got to do this. So just focus on that hole. Like, and so there is a certain image in my mind that, that kind of sees it pouring. And then when it doesn't hit the hole and it goes out, I'm frustrated because it didn't, didn't hit the mark. My mind set a mark. Well, you can't set a mark without imagination. You can't. If, even if you have a mark, you have a target, you have to imagine picking it up and where it would go. Actually, everything about it is imagination. Your mark, the X you put on it, you've imagined that at some point and then you did it. And then you imagined it would be good to put this target in a certain place and then you put it there. So the, the reality of something is actually not the real reality. The reality is when you imagine it. The reality is when you see it, when you compose from real things in life, something that you would like or something you would like to put together. And here's where the tricky part is. Here's the real tricky part. You can only imagine from the information given to you in your own memory banks. You cannot imagine anything you've never seen, had, touched, feel, felt. Um, the thing is, imagination is so real that you can't put fake things in there and make them appear. It won't work. Imagination only works if you imagine real things. So you go through your day and try to imagine a pink elephant popping up. Probably won't happen, but if you can imagine yourself buying a new drink for lunch today, and you have had different drinks for lunch, the more you imagine that, as lunch comes around, you'll see the option present itself. And then you can choose to drink that different drink for lunch today. But you'll see that imagination had everything to do with the specificity of the drink, when it comes, how it tastes, everything. And it's, all, it's so baked into us that we, we have a lot of it going on in the subconscious level. So if you're a meditator, you'll like this because this means that there's something else to be noticing in your meditation. There's something else to be re realizing about your own perception and, your, and your, own, your own POV. You're there looking at things and when you start meditating, you start to realize that the mind has a specific place it likes to look and it looks here and it looks there. And these are the kind of things that this mind does. Well, the mind is using the imagination that whole time as well. A lot of times subconsciously. There are things that we do, we imagine them so quickly we don't even notice that we're imagining them. If we stop and listen, and it's not my own experience alone that tells me this. It's Patanjali, it's major respected authorities on meditation who also echo these sentiments that your mind, your mind is not some kind of blank slate for you to be mindful of. And it sounds cliche because it is cliche. 
Your mind is a specific, you can't sharpen the knife with it. The, the knife can only cut things, it can't cut itself. So the mind cannot go and be mindful. No, the mind, the mind can be perceived by the person to see where the mind is looking. But the mind looking in one direction is not giving the person some kind of objective view of reality. I'm just being mindful of what's going on right now. No, what it's doing is it's showing you where your mind is, what you're focusing on. Some people are mindful and they want to tell everybody that what they're mindful of is what's going on right now. It's not. It's what they're mindful of. It's what they're paying attention to. There are lots of things going on right now. Lots of it. But when you start to interact with this imagination principle to the effect that if you're seeing things happen because you imagined them, you realize how much of it's going on. How, how small and how big its scope is. Imagination is a beautiful thing, but it's a dangerous thing. I don't dare you, listener, to play with imagination too much on the dark side. If you're sincere and you start playing on the dark side of imagination, you'll get some crazy stuff pop up in your life. Because we've seen crazy things. So if we go there and we start to compose with the crazy things in our imagination, they pop up. So imagination is always happening. You can't help it. The mind kind of, I throw you a word, your mind imagines it. it imagines some kind of, your mind images it. It gives an image to this thing I just say, I said to you. This word you heard. We both hear a word, we both give different images. It reflects our psychology. Yeah, it reflects our psychology in the composition of our own life. Now to separate the two and say maybe one's happening and the other one is happening, is, is, that's just make-believe. That's the real make-believe right there. What's happening is your psychology, your mentality is the same as your imagination. Your imagination, your psychology, they all reflect where where the mind has found itself positioned, where it's going, the general area it's pointing. Lots of things in, in this life have drawn us here. We're attached to getting some kind of validation from people. Other people, they want to, to do something to the world, good or bad. There's things that are in us that we can't shake and we will continue to scratch those itches. But each time we do it, we're using imagination. It's integrally connected to our sorrow and our joy. Because whatever we're looking at in life, whatever we're looking at in life, it's going to reflect the whole moment. Us, we're looking at it, the object, it's reflecting where our mind is. And what we start doing things and when things start happening and we're experiencing that, that has to do with imagination. At some point, we mixed and matched images, experiences, and composed something in our mind. Now, I can give my own anecdotal stories about this, and I have volumes, but my own experience, my own anecdotal message is not one I wanted to impart to you today. I, I implore you to look in your life deeper at how imagination is actually most of what's going on in your day. That when you imagine something, you might do it 
unintentionally. Your mind just might not be focused in the morning and you're thinking about things and you don't notice, but you're, ima you're imagining things, thinking that that's got, not going to do anything for your day, but your receptacle is open and you're pouring into it. So while you're pouring this funk into the receptacle, later on in the day when you have to swallow that crap down and you're spitting it out, it's because you were pouring it in in the morning. So it's very important that we not only realize the power of imagination, but that we harness it for the good of ourselves and ultimately the good of others and the world. If we think that we can allow imagination to produce something wonderful for us today, we're going to get a smack in the face. We might get a kick in the teeth. It's, it's not going to be too fun when you realize that if you're not part of this world, if you're not actively imagining what's going to happen next, then something is going to happen next and you probably won't like it. This is only experience talking. Yes, that's some anecdotal for you. But I implore you, to do these experiments in your own life. Today, today think about how deep imagination is, how ingrained it is in us. I think if we're all working on a much more, a much more imaginative uh, level, then we'll be accepting it as reality much more and we will be We'll be able to speak to each other more about these things. Right now, just talking about this stuff is kind of like, well, maybe it is and maybe it isn't. But I think in societies that have worked and done a magnificent amount of, of, of art for this world, they accepted this. They accepted that the things you say, as what is it, Ramses in the Tenth Commandment say, so it shall be written, so it shall be done. Have a wonderful day.